1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A very good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Celtic finally make their first summer signing as Christopher Julian signs on at Parkhead and Jim Goodwin returns to St Mirren as manager. Well, Celtic get their marquee signing, bienvenue, Christopher <laughs> Julian. And uh, more money still needs to be spent at Celtic Park, but there's no need to break the bank, I would say. Not with Shved, Bio and Griffiths all looking like new additions. Some late sunshine, then clear skies. Yes, there are clear ah, skies. Yeah. Particularly around Celtic Park with the signing of Christopher Julian. Uh, but more defenders are necessary for Celtic. And welcome back to the Premiership, Jim Goodwin, top class man, top class manager in the making. And Alison, he now brings the tally of non Scottish managers in the Premiership to 7 out of 12. What a cosmopolitan country we have become. A cup competition named after a chocolate biscuit. And now multinational diversity in the dugout. It's all there. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me on tonight's show is Hugh Keevans. You can always give us a call 01419511025 or of course tweet us at Clyde SSB. Well, Christopher Julian says Neil Lennon gave up his birthday to visit him in Paris in the hope of convincing him to sign for Celtic. And he says that played a big part in him signing on and now he can't wait to get started. I speak with him uh, these three days. Um, he come uh, in Paris for his birthday. Uh, with me, I think uh, I thank him for for that. But um, yeah, he, he speak with me. He, he tell me uh, what he's waiting um, from me uh, for the team and the thing I'm waiting for him to uh, because me too. I, I came here to progress and uh, and become uh, someone in this team, help the team the the best that I can, and uh, and we'll see what's gonna happen. He tell me, yeah, it was his birthday when, when I met him. Uh, and I think, again, like I said, I thank him. Um, it was really nice to him to, to, to come to me in Paris. We just wanted to make the first contact. It was really nice, uh, really nice to meet him. Um, really nice guy. And uh, like I say, I can't wait to, to join uh, the team, join him and, uh, and, work, uh, and work for him, work for the team and do the best that I can. When you're spending almost £7 million on a defender, you would give up your birthday to try and make that happen, wouldn't you? I think so. It's a sign of uh, intent from Celtic. Yeah. The second uh, biggest signing in the club's history, following another Frenchman, Odson Edouard. Uh, and Celtic needed strengthening in that position with the loss of uh, Benkovic and Boyata. They still need other defenders, Alison. They need two full-backs and they need a midfield player and uh, another striker as well. Plenty of time for Neil Lennon to do his business before the domestic season kicks off. Well, he did play with Odson Edward at Toulouse and when he found out that Celtic were interested, he did say he spoke to him and that was why he was sold on a move, Hugh. Well, you know, Odson Edward has blossomed at Celtic and he would tell uh, Christopher Julian of the exceptional atmosphere within Celtic Park, the exceptional excitement that is building up around Celtic's bid to get nine in a row A Steven Gerrard-led Rangers Trying to prevent nine in a row We are in for, I think, the most dramatic season In the history of Scottish football And Christopher Julian also knows That there's the, the prospect The prospect mm. of Champions League Group stage football 
Well, despite becoming the most expensive defender ever bought by a Scottish club, Julian says he won't let any pressure get to him. And he also says he wants to build a legacy of trophies at Celtic. I didn't um, really uh, focus on that, more on the, the impact that I can do uh, in the team. I know that this team uh, last year did a really, really good job. They did something uh, really good and... Uh, just by that, it's a, it's a good fact that uh, it's a good pressure. It's a good pressure for me. I come uh, uh, in a team uh, that, that win a lot of things. So now uh, I will uh, do my best to uh, bring everything that I can on the table and, uh, to, be, and to do, uh, again, the same thing uh, even more. Me, I, I start football at, at the age of eight. Um, when you start football, it's just, just that. You, you start football to have a legacy, to have something uh, behind when you when you start your car- uh, when you finish your career, and the fact that um, you can chase some goals, some trophy, it was uh, it was a really really good thing in my mind, and I think it's important for every footballer to to have that in, in the mind. It's pretty obvious you would think that he would say that he's come here to win trophies. Sure. Well, uh, you know, when you have a club capable of signing the most expensive defender in Scottish football history. Uh, capable of signing their second most expensive player in their history, then you have to expect that club to be committed to the winning of trophies. All three again, if it is humanly possible for Celtic, they've won the last nine domestic trophies in succession. So it's good for the supporters that uh, the marquee signing has come first. Uh, We'll investigate David Turnbull and what happened there later on. But the marquee signing has come first and there are are others in the pipeline, the likes of uh, Paddy McNair from uh, Middlesbrough and uh, Luca Connell from Bolton. If they can be signed, then I think the Celtic supporters would begin to see a very healthy momentum building up in this transfer window. You mentioned, mentioned Luca Connell there, the midfielder um, from Bolton. They were hoping that they could probably get him on a, a development fee for around £250,000, but it doesn't now look like Bolton will be willing to let him go for that. Well, Bolton will come under new ownership next week. That's the speculation. Uh, and Celtic will need to attempt a deal with the owners. But uh, Luca Connell has already been to Celtic Park. He is already on record as saying he would be proud to play for Celtic. So there must be scope there for Peter Lawwell and uh, Nicky Hammond, who will become uh, the man in charge of recruitment as of Monday. There must be scope for them uh, to yeah. to bring Cornell to Celtic. 01419511025 is the number you need. And Sam in Edinburgh has given us a call. Good evening, Sam. Good evening, Alison. Good evening, Steve. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to make a point about uh, Christopher Julian to see if you agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you agree that, that the signing of Christopher Julian shows the goals in the Celtic financial capabilities and our draw? when it comes to being able to uh, sign a player of that quality compared to Rangers? Uh, It's a bad line. I'm trying to interpret what you said there, uh, the financial clout that Celtic have as opposed to Rangers. That's perfectly obvious. You know, Celtic's last uh, account showed that there was uh, £36.8 million in the bank. Uh, However, it did show that their ability to earn money had gone back a bit. The thirty-six million is largely due to the the sale yeah, of Musa Dembele. That's, that's because of the Champions League. The Champions League. Well, 
from yeah, it's because we didn't make it to the group stages of the Champions League, so obviously our uh, our net income would be uh, down. But yeah, of course, we'll probably, we'll probably rectify that this season. Uh, of course, thus furthering, uh, thus widening the gap. Uh, but do you not think even the the all of this talk about Aribo, if that's how you pronounce his name, um, being wanted by all these top clubs, yet actually the only club that came in for him was Brentford. Well, there's no point in throwing mud at the neighbours. Yeah. Uh, you know, just be happy that you've got your marquee signing. Uh, Joe Aribo, I'm quite sure, will be a fine addition for Celtic. It's It's customary now that you must throw mud at the neighbours while... Uh, celebrating your own acquisition uh, The spending power of Celtic Is revealed by the signing of Christopher Julian Because uh, Rangers uh, Close season business so far Amounts I believe to £900,000 uh, Celtic have spent seven times that And more uh, on the acquisition of Julian However Players have to come in Have to settle, adapt And we'll see what happens But it's good for Rangers to have Signed Aribo mm-hmm. It's very good for Celtic To have signed Christopher Julian Thank you to Sam in Edinburgh Alec and Parkhead's Also giving us a call tonight Hello Alec Hi Alison How are you? Hello Hi uh, Obviously just pleased That Celtic got this one Near the line Because uh, £7 million pound, You know For a For a centre half For Celtic you know, I thought it was a wee bit of a, a long shot But obviously the boys Come in uh, Real quality uh, I'm liking the look of the kind of players that we're going for. Obviously, we're talking about the, the left back and the right back. Uh, clearly, that's another story. Uh, the, the boy O'Connell and the boy McNair. So, you know, Celtic, you know, we've been, we've been going about all oh, this stockpile of cash that everybody's been talking about. This has been a rebuilding season for Celtic, and I'm glad that, that Neil's getting the opportunity, you know, to, to try and take the club to nine because, you know, I was listening to Alan McCoy this morning. He was saying that, that you know he feels it as if Rangers have uh, closed the gap a bit. If that's the case, you know Celtic are now starting to to flex a wee bit of their financial muscle. You know for for to go for nine nine in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, as I say, it's a statement of intent. When you pay that kind of money, second most expensive player in the club's history, it is a very much a statement of intent. Um, both. Sides of the city know the importance of this season. Mm. Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon understand the city. Stephen Gerrard has grown to understand the city, and Dave King certainly understands it, albeit from afar. Uh, so nine in a row means everything to the Celtic fans. The stopping of nine in a row means everything to the Rangers fans. The earlier caller, Sam, was mentioning Champions League and the revenue that can be gained from making the yep. group stages. That's undeniable. For Celtic to get twenty-five million pounds simply for qualifying for the group stages would be an immense boost to them. However, the supporters live in a more simplistic world, and what they're interested in is bragging rights, and particularly the bragging rights which surround the acquisition of or the denial of nine in a row. Thank you to Alex Stephen and Governor Rangers fan. He's given us a call as well. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Hugh. Yes. See the start of the show. Did you come up with a statement that this is Celtic Premier signing? No, no. I said, I said, uh, Celtic get their marquee signing then. 
Oh, Marty, Marty. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever heard of the guy before Silky put a bid written for him? That doesn't alter the fact that... That's uh, not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you a question. Have you ever heard of the guy before Silky put a bid written for him? Well, I, I've read and watched, read about oh, and watched yeah. French football. Uh, the fact Wait, that, the fact that I... You're the question. Where is your question going? Are you, de- are you denying? Are you denying? Answer the question. I'll, I'll tell you where it's going. Well, I do not know very much about Christopher Julian. He's a marquee signing in Europe. Be- because of the money. Be- the cost by, would indicate by, who by Scottish, it's a marquee signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Scottish standards, this is a fantastic sum of money, and it is the second biggest sum of money. That Celtic have ever paid in 131 years for a player. Can I, well, can I ask you what the third biggest sum of money I want a Celtic spend a defender? I didn't catch that. What? Can you tell me what was the third biggest sum of money that Celtic have spent on a, on a defender? No, he's the second most expensive player, not just defender. I know that, I know that but can you, can you tell me uh, uh, the third then? Your, 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 your second biggest defending signing. Is this a quiz show now? Do you know the answer to this? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. It was Raphael Saint. Was he? Was he marquee? Well, he was a, obviously a first-class failure. But I don't know. Again, yeah. I do, again, I don't know where this is going. I mean, as I said so, to the as I said to the Celtic supporter. Now, so hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. As I said to the Celtic supporter who preceded you, there's no point in throwing mud at the neighbours. Don't criticise the signing of Joe Aribo because it's for a fraction of the money that Celtic paid for Christopher I'm Julian. I'm just asking you, Christian. Did you ever, have you ever heard of this man who's a marquee signing for Celtic and you say, I've seen a bit of French football and I've seen a wee bit of this? Stephen, yeah. just what about this is... Just, I'm failing to see what has angered you quite so much it's about this. And this one, because you get 20 minutes of Hugh watching Lyrical about Celtic now how great this guy's going to be. Celtic have made a signing and we're discussing it. You you obviously missed the call before where I said to the Celtic supporter, don't throw mud at your neighbours because they've signed Joe Aribo for a fraction of the money that Celtic have spent on Christopher I'm not throwing mud at the neighbours. I'm just asking you a simple question. Have you ever heard of this marquee signing? But does it matter whether you've heard of him or not? Your answer to that is obviously no. Had you ever heard of Alfredo Morelos? No. Have I I, I, I been listening to the the marquee signing? Listen, for me, you're upset because Celtic was spent a lot of money on a player. Because you came on that show every night and spent 20 minutes talking, waxing lyrical about Celtic. Incidentally, 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 17 minutes past six. We haven't even been on for 20 minutes yet. Well, well, for 12 minutes then, sorry. Listen, for me, you're on looking for a fight. You're not getting one. I would say thank you to Stephen. He's very angry about a, a, a signing that, of course, if a club spends that amount of money, as I say, it has to be described as a marquee signing. Of course, within Scotland, it has to be. I mean, Man United today have signed a fullback for forty-five million pounds. Yep. That's because in England, it's raining money. Up here, if you spend that amount of money on a player, it doesn't matter whether I could give you the A to Z of Christopher Julian's life or Joe Aribo's life, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've simply got Celtic supporters who want to ridicule Rangers because they can't spend at Celtic's level and you get Rangers supporters upset because Celtic can spend at their level and their team can't. It's the wacky little world we live in. <laughs> and when we're talking about fees and players, 
Arsenal, it's claimed to say, have made another offer for Kieran Tierney. It's been rejected again. This one, £17.5 million. It did include add-ons, which took it up to £25 million. But I think Celtic holding out for the £25 million. Well, I think at that point, if Celtic were to receive a bid, a concrete offer of £25 million mm-hmm. from Arsenal, it would stand to reason that the club would accept that money. Even though Kieran Tierney is an iconic figure in the eyes of the Celtic supporters, the club know that they could put that money to an awful lot of use. However, Kieran Tierney owns himself. And if he doesn't yeah. want to go, then he stays. Uh, but Arsenal are a long way off coming up with the £25 million. This is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. We'll talk about St Mirren after the travel with Stephen. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Clyde One. Hugh Keevans here with me, Alison Conroy, through until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. I want to go straight back onto the phones. We've got Stevie in Strathblane. Hello, Stevie. Hello, good evening. Hello. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in a bit of shop. I've been following your show for many years. I'm mm-hmm. a fairly regular caller, as you will testify. That guy trying to pick a, a, a fight with you. I mean, that was unbelievable. I've been following this show for years. I'm 15 years of age, you know, and I know, everybody knows the situation here, that, that Rangers' worst nightmare, they get through a lot of pain. You know, the, the, the nightmare of nine in a row. Celtic went through it in the 90s when Angels were doing their nine in a row, so we all know, both sides know what it's like. This guy's on the door five minutes. I think the pain has just been replaced by fear, stroke, absolute terror. I've never heard anything like that ever in your show. Have you heard? Oh yeah, heard it all. In 35 years, I've heard it all. Uh, but it's quite straightforward. As I said to the Celtic supporter who called earlier, don't throw mud at Rangers just because... Joe Aribo has arrived at a fraction of the cost of Christopher Julian Joe Aribo could, could turn out to be a top class Rangers player And by the same token Don't throw mud at Christopher Julian And ask how much I know about him And then when I asked the caller Had you ever heard of Alfredo Morelos? No So don't, 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 hold, on, hold on a second Don't run down players Just because you haven't seen a lot of them Or may never have heard a lot about them Alfredo Morelos got over 30 goals last season And he came here a complete and utter unknown As does Christopher Julian As does Joe Aribo uh, two, two players Henrik Larson 650,000 Other side of the coin Sorry Andre Flo 12 million You never know Yeah exactly Yeah And I stand by the point I made To the gentleman who's getting upset He's upset because Celtic have made a marquee signing And he's upset in case that marquee signing contributes towards nine in a row, I fully understand that. I I fully understand that. I fully understand that because you'll be very upset unless Celtic do get nine in a row, and that's why I keep on saying ad nauseum that next season will be the most toxic, the most volatile that we will ever have seen in Scottish football history because the detestation. That both sets of supporters have for one another has now reached a scary height. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a game of football. There's people sitting in the York building who don't, maybe don't know if their kids are going to make it through the night. You know what I mean? It's got to put us this thing into perspective here. Yeah, but listen. You get that upset about a guy that's not in the door five minutes. 
that reveals a lot about the Rangers fans' mindset and but, the and the, the predicament and the. But listen, there's the no point. Nine in a row. It's actually worse than I thought. There's no point. In asking for a sense of perspective This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard A sense of perspective left town a long, long time ago And next season will be the most controversial and contentious of all time So all I'm saying is Wait, hold your fire on Joe Aribo or Christopher Julian Don't be throwing mud at the neighbours Because you never know Thank you to Stevie in Strathlane. Chris in Dumbarton's a Rangers fan and he's given us a call tonight. Hello, Chris. Uh, hi, guys. Um, I'm not going to talk about the, the, the signings, so I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Although what, what I'd say is that I'm happy with signing Aribo. I'm sure Celtic fans are happy with their signing, so we'll see how it pans out in August and we'll yep. take it from there. Uh-huh. Um, well, what I wanted to talk about was the, the European football and the prospects of the Scottish clubs this year. So the preliminary rounds for the Europa League kicked off last night. And the uh, Rangers' potential opponents, St. Joseph's of Gibraltar and Pristina of Kosovo, drew one each in Kosovo, um, which potentially looks like a favourable result. I think we'd all rather prefer to go to Gibraltar as opposed to the, the distance to Kosovo and to the unknown and back. Um, but I just wanted to get uh, your thoughts, you and how you think, you know, do you think Rangers can replicate the success of last year in terms of getting to the group stage and kind of run into the last um, game of the, the groups? Or do you think it's going to be a step too far this year with, more quality teams coming in at stage three and four of the, the qualifying rounds. There are things we don't know, Chris, and it's always what you don't know that is the most important of all. Do you know for a fact that Alfredo Morelos will be there come August the 4th when Rangers play Kilmarnock? No, you don't, and I don't either. Uh, so these are the imponderables that will contribute largely towards the answer to your question, but... I think that if Morelos stays, then by and large, Rangers are stronger than they were last season. And last season, they were stronger than the season before. Therefore, yes, there's every chance of uh, Rangers going as far in Europe as they did last season, in my estimation. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's kind of totally dependent on the Alfredo Morelos situation? I mean, I'm not doubting his credentials as a player and the, the value he brings, but I think towards the end of last season, what we've seen was that, you know, Rangers as a team could operate without Alfredo Morelos and were kind of free, free scoring with Defoe and Davis getting up to speed and we've obviously got a number of new players coming in. The only response I would have to that is that, nevertheless, Morelos contributed more goals than anyone else and by a distance at Rangers. So if he were to go, and I do realise it's a hypothetical question, if he were to go, would Steven Gerrard have the time to get in the kind of player that he would want to compensate for the loss of Morelos? Or would it be possible to get someone who could contribute 30 goals to the season as Morelos did? On the, the 28th of June, I don't know the answer to that question. Thank you to Chris for his call. Absolutely, Hugh, when you talk about Alfredo Morelos, these players aren't easy to find. You take all his disciplinary stuff out yeah. the way. A 30-plus goal striker yeah. is a very, very difficult thing to find. Yeah, I mean, if he could keep his head screwed on, who knows how many goals he would have yeah. got. Uh, but uh, both his temperament and his ability to score that number of goals will be under scrutiny next season. However, I do believe that if Morelos is still there, then Rangers are a better team than last season 
And last season's team was a better team than the one before. I want to speak to about St Mirren in a minute. St Mirren fans, you can give us a call about Jude... Jim Goodwin being back at the club as your new manager as well but Thomas and Govan is waiting on the lines as well Hello Thomas Thank you, good evening Alice Thanks for taking my call You're Good evening welcome. you Hi How are you doing pal? Okay. Uh, what it is I think a couple of calls ago they're totally exasperated with the whole scenario they, what they're expecting expectations of the season ahead I think things are on the way up and I'm not going to say the best signing for Celtic was Neil Lennon. Not the French boy of the day. The best signing for Rangers was Neil Lennon. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's disrespectful. Uh, on what do you base that expression you've just used there? Hugh, as in attracting players, Stevie G will attract more quality players. This French boy, I know you already said, I've heard you saying it. You don't know him, whatever. But Stevie G will attract more better players. You want to play him. So, what do you think? Uh, well, so far, uh, Rangers have signed seven players. Uh, good professionals that they are, but uh, no outstanding signing as yet. Joe Aribo yeah, but- has yet to prove himself, bearing in mind he was in the third tier of English football. Uh, up until the end of last season, so well, he got, Charlton got promotion. Charlton got promotion. They yeah. were a star player. Yeah, but they it was player, but, star they, midfielder. but they got promotion from the third tier. So it remains to be seen whether Joe Aribo can cut it here. And incidentally, just because you cost seven million pounds, you're not guaranteed exactly. to cut it here either. So well, course, I'm afraid. Course. I'm afraid what we're listening to tonight is Celtic. And Rangers supporters shouting, "My dad's bigger than your dad at each other." We don't know. You don't know how this is going to turn out. You you keep telling me that Stephen Gerrard is going to do this and do that. Do you not think Rangers are on the way up? I've just said to the previous caller, they are a better side than last season, and last season's team was a better side than the one before. I sometimes can I make another point before I go here? Can I stop you? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Just going back to Neil Lennon What well, happened to Hibs When he was at Hibs Do you not think he was a player revolt How do you think he's going to go to the Celtic players Well so far he's won Was you know the Hibs players that got him sacked I'm, I'm trying very hard to answer your questions I really am But every time I open my mouth You come back and say something else Would you like my answer Yes carry on uh, He gets on very well with the Celtic players Because from the time when he Took over From Brendan Rodgers uh, until May 25 uh, He won two trophies with those players So, you know, to suggest that He represents some form of calamity Is laughable Yeah, thank you to Thomas and Govan for his call It's fair to say, you Both sides are making signings It's a big, big season For both sides yeah. Celtic going for nine in a row Rangers wanting to stop nine in a row And Stephen Gerrard knows as well In terms of himself He needs to probably win Something this fans, fans of both clubs Alison Can say whatever they like On June the 28th It's uh, the weekend of August 3rd and 4th That will start to tell the story uh, And Stephen Gerrard Of course Has to win something this season Because for all the shouting and bawling He did not make a domestic cup final last season And he finished nine points behind a Celtic side Who did not have a vintage season By their own Admittedly very high standards 
So We're off and running already The programme tonight Has been nothing more than a mud slinging exercise mm. uh, And that's the way it will be Every day Of every week Of every month From now Until the end of next May Right let's take a little break from My dad is bigger than your dad Let's breathe St Mirren Yes They have a new manager Jim Goodwin uh-huh. Is the man who's come in He's leaving Aloha after three seasons To take charge in Paisley Following Oren Kearney's departure Earlier this week There was a brief statement from Jim This is a very proud moment for me And one that I will never take for granted I'm looking forward to meeting the staff and players next week And genuinely can't wait to get started Now the players are over in Northern Ireland tonight For a pre-season friendly They're then going on pre-season next week With their new manager Yeah uh, First of all Oren Kearney deserves credit for the job that he did at St Mirren because he came in a total unknown and he achieved survival for the club. So well done, Oren Kearney. Jim Goodwin, and here you always have to declare a personal interest. I think Jim Goodwin is a superb man, mm-hmm. a top-class manager in the making because he has started to forge his reputation at Aloha Athletic and he did a great job in keeping them in the championship. Now he goes up a level as a manager and now the real job starts. He's in the big boys playground now. But I think that Jim Goodwin has tremendous potential as a manager. Uh, And I think St Mirren got the natural fit. He played 181 times for St Mirren. He captained the club to a major trophy when they won the League Cup against Hearts. He has everything on his side to be a success at Paisley. He will be assisted by Lee Sharp who spent the 2000-2001 season with the Buddies. The club acted quickly after Oren's departure but they really had to given that pre-season tour is next week and there are a lot of signings and changes to be made at St Mirren for the new season. As there were at the start of the season gone by. Uh, So it's been a volatile place. Uh, Jim Goodwin needs to stabilise things. Players uh, are reluctant to have change as often as change has taken place at St Mirren So he'll need to stabilise everything And I'm absolutely certain he will achieve that But it's St Mirren's place in the Premiership That is a matter for speculation Because mm-hmm. those within the club Gordon Scott, the chairman, Tony Fitzpatrick The chief executive have said that they believe At the very least St Mirren should be a top six club I think that that is... Unfair uh, I, I wouldn't For one second Suggest that That has to be Jim Goodwin's target For next season Survival Is everything It Absolutely, was this yeah. season It is next season And then Let Jim build on that And see If he can one day Achieve top six football But to say that They are top six Right now Given that you have Celtic Rangers Hearts Hibs Aberdeen In front of you uh, Then You know Let's be realistic Given the number of managers that have been at St Mirren in recent years following Danny Lennon's departure, I think in 2014 or whenever it was, as well as survival, is stability something that they'll be looking for Jim to bring to the club? Yeah, as I say, St Mirren, I think, are on their fourth manager in the last three years or whatever the stat Mm -hmm. is. Uh, And, you know, players have flooded in and flooded back out again. Um, they, They need that stability and they need a manager who's there for more than 10 minutes. Uh, so Jim Goodwin was the perfect fit This is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard We're back after the travel with Stephen 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Cavens here with me, Alison Conroy, until seven o'clock tonight on Super Scoreboard. Right, Hugh, have you had a breather? I have. Are you ready to go again? Very much. It's been so. a bit of a crazy night. Oh, hey. But we love it. Let's go back onto the phones. We've got Billy in East Kilbride. Hello, Billy. Hi, how are you doing, folks? Good, Good. thanks. Hi, you, I'd just like to ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. You have said that Celtic have a marquee signing. Yes. And you have watched French football probably as much as you've watched Charlton. Correct. But you don't know whether the player that Rangers have signed from Charlton can cut it. You never said the boy that you haven't watched couldn't cut it from France. No, no, I did say that. You did. I did say that. You're on with the cloth-eared version of what was said because you're another one that wants to throw mud. Your dad's bigger than somebody else's dad. I did say that. I said there were no guarantees about Joe Aribo or, for that matter, Christopher Julian. So you are 100% bang wrong. So nobody but Joe is a... A marquee signing though. You couldn't say he was a marquee signing from But for what reason Do you become a marquee signing by name Or by price tag Price tag So a marquee signing would be Ronaldo Correct But in Scotland a marquee signing is I spent £7 million By Scottish standards That is massive money So that makes you a marquee signing It doesn't matter how good a player you are how would you describe a £7 million signing, Billy? Irrelevant of who the player is, who the player signed for. If Rangers, I know you're a Rangers fan, so if Rangers spent £7 million on a player, would you suggest that he was a marquee signing? Would you be expecting big things from him? Would you think that based on that price tag, he's there to make well, an impact? The most successful club in world football signed Paul Gascoigne for £8.5 million. That would be a marquee signing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 8.5 million for somebody from France that we've never heard of doesn't make you marquee we live in a country and I'm saying Scotland where we bring our kids up and say the steak in Aldi tastes just as good as Marks and Spencer's but it's half the price but my point to you is if your club spent £7 million on a player and you maybe hadn't heard of him what would you be thinking right now? Would you think, brilliant, my club's put the hand in the pocket, he's going to be a good singer. It, irrelevant of the club, if it's your club, is that what you would be thinking? No. So if your club spent £7 million on a player, you'd be like, oh, I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to see if he's going to be good or not. I never said he wasn't going to be good. We spent a lot of money in Oleg Salenko because he scored a lot of goals in the World Cup. It doesn't make him a good player. But when anyway, he signed, I, before I, I, he signed, I, I think I think the tossing around of the word marquee is nigh unlaughable. An expensive player, yes, not a marquee. A marquee player is somebody that you go. If you want me to take across the other side, you're saying this or Roy Keane, Robbie Keane. That's a name. That's a marquee. We throw marquee about on a price tag. Well, that's your that's your interpretation. That's your interpretation. Uh, I'm happy with my interpretation that at that price and being Celtic's most expensive, second most expensive player in 130 years of their history, 
that's a marquee signing for Celtic and so, certainly for Scottish all football. All I'm asking you is, all I'm asking you then is Scottish football got to the level where it's it's not ability, it's not talent. It's pound signs that makes you marquee. You're getting upset by this word now. I'm asking. I've asked you a question. And my answer to your question is that a marquee signing, by and large, is, is defined by how much he cost. Yeah. Which says it all about Scottish football. Then. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you to Billy and his companion. Now, Hugh, we know you like to wind them up, but I genuinely, at the start of tonight's show, didn't think one word marquee. Yeah. Would get everyone. Going quite as much Well as I say I'm glad that What's happened tonight Has underlined uh, My view that We are headed towards Toxic Central uh, Mm. With regard to next season This is the 28th of June And people are getting Very upset Because you refer to a player As a marquee signing Uh, Also very upset And throwing mud At the neighbours Because I won't allow them to run down Joe Aribo at the same time because he only cost a fraction. Mm. And the, the last caller there came on and his premise was that I had said that Aribo, you never knew what you were going to get from him. Uh, but I didn't say that about Christopher Julian. You said it about both of them. I did. I said it about both. So people are guilty of selective hearing. They're guilty of an infantile response to what's going on. Joe Aribo could be the player of the year next season for all I know. Christopher Julian could be the player of the year next season For all I know However, the know-alls out there Already know everything in advance 01419511025 is the number Let's go back onto the phones We've got Derek in Hamilton Hello Derek Hi, hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you Hugh, I was just wondering See when Liverpool signed Virgil van Dijk From Southampton for I think it was something of the reason of 75 million Yes you would probably say that was a marquee signing. And? Yeah. And? Well, when Celtic signed him from Breda for about two and a bit million, uh-huh. that probably wasn't a marquee signing. Correct. So you take a risk with every signing. Correct. And I think, you know, some of these Rangers supporters just need to calm down a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? It's just a signing. Okay, we've paid a lot of money for this guy. Let's just wait and see how good he is. Well, people here don't have time to wait. They demand uh, an e-jerk response to everything and everybody. Uh, I simply say quite innocently that when Celtic, and it just happens to be Celtic, had it been Rangers, I'd have said the same thing. Signing a player at almost £8 million, he automatically becomes a marquee signing. And does that mean that you're basing it on the money spent? Yes. Uh, We'll find out if he's a marquee talent, but at the moment he's a marquee signing. And that would be said of a player going to Rangers or Celtic for that level of money. The word marquee, as Alison said, has created the most tremendous fury. One word. Uh, one word has sustained this for 50 minutes now on this programme. But as I say, every day of every week of every month from now until the end of May will be spent in the same way because next season is of crucial Life or death importance To the supporters of Celtic and Rangers Because of nine in a row And Rangers need to stop nine in a row We live in an uncomplicated part of the world The rivalry has reached a toxic level And it's not going away Okay, I mean I I agree As I said, every signing is a risk Uh, 
who knows, maybe this guy will be a future Virgil van Dijk and sell for a lot more money in the future. We'll just need to wait and see. Absolutely. Thank you to Derek for his call. A little bit of news tonight. Timothy Weir is on the move. Um, Lille have agreed a deal with PSG for him. Ten million euros he's making well, the switch for. Well, there you are. You know, Celtic um, paid roughly that for Odson Edouard. Um, by the standards of French football, that's uh, commonplace. You can get away with that. Uh, by the standards of Scottish football, when a player is signed for close to eight million pounds, that's a showstopper until somebody tops that fee. We're rapidly running out of time on the show tonight. We've not had a chance to ask you your take on David Turnbull. I mean, mm. the first thought is you've got to feel for the player himself facing potentially six months out because of a, a knee problem that he knew nothing about until he had a medical because he was going to sign for Celtic. And therefore, indirectly, Celtic have done him a favour because Celtic uh, sent him to the very best medical mm. people and they have identified a problem which could have become an even greater problem uh, in the, the player's future, immediate future. So Celtic have done him a favour. It won't seem like it at this mm-hmm. particular time. All you can say is that you hope that David Turnbull uh, has that uh, corrective surgery, it goes well, and in six months' time, he can pick up his career again because he is an outstanding talent. And once his injury problems are over and done with, there will be a big move for him. Whether it's to Celtic or to another club, I don't know. But first and foremost, good luck with the surgery, the rehab, and the return to football. Yeah, from Motherwell's point of view, they know he needs to have this surgery. It's preventative. It, it might have never caused him a problem for 20 years. He could have had a successful career, but it's something that needs to be fixed. And that is their hope as much for them to get a, a transfer fee as for the player who aspires to play at a higher level. I have no doubt that uh, when it comes to the manager and when it comes to the chief exec, um, Alan Burrows, that... Uh, their first thoughts are with the player and not with the money that they have lost at the moment because the money would have been, to use Alan Burroughs' word, transformational Mm -hmm. in terms of Motherwell's immediate future. However, their first thought will be, let's get David Turnbull the the very best medical treatment and let's get him back playing for Motherwell and we'll see where that takes us because once he's back to his very best, the big money will be on offer at a later date. But, uh, you know, he's an outstanding talent. This has been an awful time for him. It's a shame the way it has all panned out. Yeah, from your point of view, can you remember a potential move like this playing out so publicly and being so I mean, bizarre, really, from the start, the way it chopped and changed? If it, if it plays out publicly, Alison, then so be it, because mm. fans are always on about transparency. So they're getting transparency on a daily basis here. But what has happened is that Celtic's medical has identified a problem with regard to David Turnbull and his knee injury. And indirectly, they have done him a favour because that problem can now be corrected and it will prevent him from suffering an even greater problem further down the line. So it's been a regrettable time for David Turnbull, but the first and only thought you can have at this particular juncture is let's hope that everything goes well for him and in six months' time we're back talking about David Turnbull, the football player, and not David Turnbull, the next statement. 
Absolutely. And of course, in pre-season friendly action tonight against Rosario Seniors, a couple of trialists in that starting 11 for them as um, these players, I'm sure, look to impress a new manager, Jim Goodwin, who has come in today and will head off on pre-season with his new side on Monday. That's about it for tonight. Hugh's back on Monday night with Andrew McLean. Remember, you can keep up to date with absolutely everything that's happening at Clyde SSB. Monday. It'll be a marquee moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Good night. GBX is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.